Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. This one's killer. It's with Mark Smith from the Patriotic Pig in North Richland Hills, Texas, which is kind of between Dallas and Fort Worth. This one's amazing. His catering prowess is quite spectacular. If you've heard his story before, there's definitely going to be stuff that you haven't heard before. If you haven't heard his story, you're going to be fascinated by how he grew his business, how the pandemic really put a stranglehold on that business and how he came out of it and the amount of catering he does right now the amount of weddings it's just it's unbelievable and it's really interesting so we go a lot into the nuts and bolts of his business i know you're going to dig this i'm so happy that mark took the time and share all about his catering and restaurant business so sit back relax enjoy this be sure to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good afternoon, good evening, Mark. How are you? Good, good, good. Yes, a lot going on. A lot of construction going on. So as you've probably seen on, you know, on Instagram, I'm trying to share what all we're doing. And is it just the um, not just, but is it the pit room, or is there more to that, or is there? Yeah, pit room, and we're I'm running some more. I need more power circuits for all the warmers in our catering suite. So it's just there's always seems like there's always something that needs to be done. Off and on, when we've talked to set this up, it seems like you've had some electrical issues. Is that what these issues have been? Is that you need to pull more power? No, that one was yeah, that one was my main main breaker in the restaurant. Just decided to go out mid afternoon, I think on a Saturday, and oh, splendid! Just had to re- they ended up replacing the whole panel. We lost power. It was down for about six hours, so we had to pull everything out of the walk in and try to just distribute it into other refrigerators, and uh, it was a it was a nightmare. So we get into the portion of the interview about like why or why not to get into the restaurant business or what are the pitfalls or the, or the tough things about restaurant. These are the things that happen behind the scenes that people don't see. Right. That's daily. There's always, and that's why I got four M&M smokers, you know, in case I had a problem with one of them from my IT background, I always, I believed in, you know, redundancy and backups and, you know, disaster recovery and all that. So I've got backup warmers. I've got backup fridges. I got backup smokers. Got backups for my backups. I didn't didn't realize you were doing it for that reason. And that does, that mentality is there. And it does translate to this business because a lot of people don't have backup stuff. And then there are a lot of running stuff. I know people that used to run stuff over the people's houses. And yeah, Yeah, Brandon Hurtado just reached out to me. He's, uh, I've got a wireless thermometer on my walk-in and, I posted something in a, we have a group, kind of a Facebook group for all the barbecue guys and all the barbecue restaurant owners. I posted something in there and he reached out. He's like, Hey, what was that thermometer you were using? Cause I guess his walk-in went out and oh. he's going to end up getting one now. And I was like, Oh, I told him, I said, it's the worst. So he's going through that right now. And uh, I've been there. And they're expenses that aren't, they're not predictable expenses. They're just, and they, you have to fix them. You can't not fix them. Yeah. It's interesting. Like the more, more restaurant tours in general that I talked to, and then also off camera, I learned so many different things about the business and I've worked, I've managed some yeah. barbecue joints and like, I've gotten those like calls at like two in the morning, the, like the, the, the alarm went off and it ends up being nothing, but oh, like, thankfully it's nothing, yeah. but, but there's all these little nuances. Well, so yeah. the IT background, let's talk about your background. Where did you grow up first? Carrollton area, Carrollton area. And then I, of course, went off to the army. Went over to Germany and Bosnia and then came back and got into, you know, kind of just got into computers and building them and worked for a little kind of geek squad type of place, you know, going out oh, and really? fixing computers. And yeah, and then got into servers and got Microsoft certified and to work on servers and started doing all the, you know, all that fun stuff, VMware virtualization and mail servers and you name it. I was pretty much doing all that kind of stuff. So you got tired of that and started barbecuing just on the side. And, and then it, the rest is history. It blew up from that. And 
we ended up doing quite a bit of business just out of our, you know, catering out of our house, doing private events. And let's, let's roll back this a little bit for Patriotic yeah. Pig. Did that come about? Was that a competition team or was that something that? No, it was just a, I got a buddy who runs uh 22 kill. It's a veteran nonprofit and mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of help him, you know, raise money for his events. So that's pretty much, I was just going to do it on the side and I wanted, I couldn't think of a, you know, I think I was, I was thinking about Patriot barbecue at first and then I don't know. I was coming home from work. I was like, "Patriotic pig sounds cool." I, you know, just it does. I was, I was envisioning a envisioning a, a barbecue restaurant with, you know, and at the time I was riding a Harley, so you know, patriots and hogs and patriot, oh, patriotic cool. pig just kind of hit me. So I was like, "That sounds pretty cool." And, that, and we even have a mascot, you know, patriotic pig mascot that we take out to little fall festivals at elementary schools, you know. So oh, that's cool. They get a they get a kick out of that. Curious when I was think when I was thinking about the name. Do people get confused by the name thinking that you only have pork? Some have, yeah. They can figure it out if yeah. they if they talk to you for a yeah. second or look on your yeah. website. Or, I was just thinking like there, it, some people, yeah. it seems like people are easily confused these days. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I've had a couple people ask me that. We're like, no, we got, we got everything. We got brisket. <laughs> At what point, with the IT stuff, did you sit down with your wife or talk about like, we're going to jump to this because I'm, this is not something I want to do or how? How does that conversation yeah. work and how does that kind of transition work? Uh, it's probably, I think I was in the, I remember being in a conference room at my, my IT job and <laughs> cranking out quotes and trying to get place my food orders and, you know, going to restaurant depot and all those types of places and coordinating everything. And of course my boss walks in and he's, you know, said, okay, we need the conference room now. And he knew, he asked me to, he's like, you're not going to be doing this much longer. Are you? I said, no, probably not. I said, I'm, literally probably doing i think i was doing i don't know four or five weddings every weekend at the time and that was you know a big deal when you're working a 40 hour week job it job so just i talked to her i said hey i said i said we're getting so busy that i i think i can replace my income you know my it income and that's the hardest i think that's the hardest thing to do because i was in it for 15 years you know just to give that up and then you don't get you don't really just jump back into it because once you're out of it it kind of passes you by you know so you got to stay up with all the technology and everything and i just had a feeling i was like this this thing's blowing up and were you cooking because you're the 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 trajectory that you talked about doesn't involve any cooking were you barbecuing on the side for friends and things i know you said you you're doing this for the nonprofit. Is that, is that how you got your skills is by working those events? Yeah. I took barbecue classes, you know, in the, it all started, I guess I I took a barbecue one-on-one class down in Houston, the Gator Pit. It's a smoker builder down Mm -hmm. there. Oh yeah. And it taught taught by a pit master. And that's kind of what got me really interested. And then I went up to Illinois to a 17th street barbecue. Oh, you did that? And yeah, I took their Mike Mills, Yeah, you know, when, when he was, when he was around, he's passed away since, but yeah, that's nice. Uh, you got a chance great. to spend some time with him. Oh, awesome guy. Yeah. We, I took his, uh, they have a business of barbecue class. Mm-hmm. They have a catering master class and they have a, uh, whole hog class. So I took the business of barbecue and it kind of gave me the, I guess it kind of gave me the, the courage to, to yeah. quit my IT job because they took us behind the scenes for two days, showed us the whole restaurant operation. We talked about marketing, we talked about finances, talked about mental health, talked about everything, which was which was very interesting. And Amy, Mike and Amy, they're you know sweetest people. Such great people. So yeah. do you remember who the um the other people pitmasters that were there at the time? Like did you that because they, oh, yeah. they bring they bring in like four or five people yeah. generally? Yeah. I remember walking in, I, Malcolm Reed was sitting at the bar <laughs> and uh I was like, 
you know, I, I used to watch his videos, you of know, course, to learn yeah. how to barbecue. And I walked in, I was like, holy crap, that's Malcolm Reed right there sitting with Mike Mills. So that was, that was pretty that's cool. Really cool. And, um, now it makes sense. So you were taking those yeah. classes. What did you buy a pit at the time? Like what gator pit or did you have a different pit? I had a trailer pit that I went and bought. I went out to Lubbock and bought a 250 gallon trailer pit that was okay. rebuilt by a welder. And that was my first pit. And then I met AJ uh aj's custom cookers i think he i know you interviewed him i love him a couple times yeah i know he's such yeah. a great guy i met him and then uh he's built oh he's built so many pits so many pits for me now it's That's crazy killer. he built my he built a, a big uh double you know i don't even know what to call it it's guess double trailer double smoker pit he's worked on my food truck he built three thousand my my first thousand gallon pits he bought me he built me three of those he's building me that hog pit right now he's currently building you a hog pit with this gorgeous yeah, look build me that hog pit and then uh he's i took one of the thousand gallons and we're going to put it on a trailer that's sitting over at his at his shop right now so that's my next project with him is to to get that thousand gallon of his on a, uh, on I a didn't, trailer for some reason i know that that's that makes me so happy yeah. I, lo I love aj i love hearing when people yeah. use it yeah okay yeah we got the taco showdown this sunday and he's going to be out there with me we're gonna cook a couple of hogs, and he's bringing his all his live fire tables and stuff out there. So please, please, please tell him hello for me. I I, I haven't yeah. talked to him in a little while, and he's such a such a yeah. great guy, and he's always been super kind to me. And so you were yeah. on the phone in the conference room doing you're doing for yeah. how were you how were you getting these jobs these catering jobs? Did you post something online or did you how or word of mouth or it started yeah it started word of mouth. My first catering gig it was my neighbor. I was cooking on a little ugly drum smoker that I built that I learned about for, from that class down at the, the the Gator Pit. He told me, hey, just if you want a cheap, good smoker, go build an ugly drum smoker. So I, you know, looked on YouTube, found the plants and built one. And then so I, that was my first pit. And then uh, my neighbor asked me if we could cater a grand opening for a new orthodontist office in Frisco. Okay. So that was our real first catering gig. It's about 100 people. And uh, so I, at the time I told her, I said, well, I can't feed that many people on my drum smoker. So I said, give me a couple of days and let me uh, let me see if I can find a trailer pin. So I took a cash advance from a credit card with my wife's approval, of course, and uh, said, Smart babe, man. I'm going to go buy. I'm going to go buy a smoker, but I'll have it paid off, you know, after maybe a couple of events. And she's like, OK, let's do it. So she let me do it. She let me buy the smoker. And then I drove to Lubbock, bought the smoker, came back, created the menu, created the business name. I didn't I, I didn't. Like I got to make some sides. I got to come up with some recipes. I don't, you know, I don't have anything. So created all that center of quote, ended up doing the gig. And then it turned into a, that gig turned into a wedding. And then it just took off from there. Yeah. You know, Cause you know, one bride will talk, yeah, tell somebody true. else. And then the venue put us on their preferred vendor list. So then we just, I just took that trailer to, and at the time, all these barn venues were popping up mm -hmm. and everybody was wanting barbecue. So I just took that trailer and started hitting up all the barn venues and passing out samples Smart. and said, Hey, we, we'd love to be on your preferred vendor list. If you don't have a barbecue guy yet. And sure enough, nobody had one yet. I think it was Ru all timing. Roughly timing what was year was perfect. this? Uh, I quit my IT job in 2017. So probably that, probably that year. So a couple we years created before the business the name and we were just basically catering at our house. Cause you didn't need a, I talked to Tarrant County and every, they said, you don't need a health permit if you're, or you don't need a permit to cater private events. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And then what kind of menu know, was it? Was a, was it brisket? Three meats and four sides, you know, that's pretty much standard and whatever the, you know, kind of the usual, you know, sausage yeah. ribs and stuff. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. That's, and then, yeah. And, and, and that's also something that I didn't realize prior to working at 
two barbecue places, one in particular here in Los Angeles, is how much you can make off of catering. Like catering, if you know yeah. what you're doing, if you know what you're doing proper, if you can do it properly, because it can become overwhelming and you could make a lot of mistakes, yeah. but there is profit to be made in catering. And so you were you were right. rolling it along, but then it got too big. Is that when you got that dislocation? Yeah. Well, my, my neighbor ended up calling code enforcement on me because he didn't like Love the him. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> always sure. a neighbor. Yeah. There's always so, that one guy. Yeah. So he, he called code enforcement on me and there was a code. They said there was a city code that you can't run a catering business out of your house. And I didn't know that. So they're like, just, you, they said, you got, you got 72 hours to get all this, you know, equipment out of here and get your smoker out of the driveway and all that sort of stuff. So, and we were ready to go mobile anyway. So I went and bought the trailer, bought the food truck. And then we had just signed a lease, I think that week on the restaurant. Okay. So we basically parked it out back behind the restaurant. I ran power so that we could just basically cater, you know, out of the food truck and then parked the trailer pit back there with it. So that's where we were catering while the restaurant was being remodeled. Were you heading up the remodel? Or was that something that when you signed the lease, they were going to rebuild the restaurant or? No, nah, it was all on me. All on yeah, my, my landlord's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't want to, he was, I had to sign a lease hey. where basically everything is on me. So, but yeah. it's fine probably common i don't i don't know how, the, how that part of the business works but then so then yeah. this is so this is like probably 2018 19 ish yeah, yeah 2018 we signed the lease because yeah fourth of july weekend 2019 is when we opened the restaurant 2019 so, and then yeah it took me a happened. year okay so it took you a year and then when you signed when you yeah. had the restaurant going how many cater now this is a, this is a question i want to ask you do you call it catering yeah. or caterings because i texted uh, both because people have been well, saying in Texas, say, yeah. I, have a bunch, I, have a, I have a bunch of caterings coming up. But in Los yeah. Angeles, they'll say, I have a bunch of catering coming up. So it's just, yeah. you say caterings. Yeah. Right? I guess caterings. Yeah. Probably, I, I think it's or something. Events, yeah. Actually. <laughs> okay. So how, how much how much catering were you doing at that time when you opened the restaurant? Right when we opened? Yeah. Um, July of that July. Like roughly I, know, I know I was doing about a half a million dollars out of my house. <laughs> so... That's probably why it was a little. I, wow! I so then it was my, a big business out of the house. Yeah, I turned my garage into a, a commercial kitchen. <laughs> I had two Vulcan ovens back there. I had a plumber. My, so I hope the city's not listening, but I had a plumber modify my gas line to run gas lines in there. I had eight twenty amp circuits run so that I could, you know, hook up my warmers and fridges and. And then basically, you know, inside we had a spare, a second living room and we converted that to a prep kitchen. And, you know, that was, if I showed you pictures, you'd be, I showed them to Daniel Vaughn with, you know, I sent them to him because he was asking and. Can you, just, can you please say, I won't, I won't publish them, but can you please send me some? I, yeah. There's a couple, I love yeah. them. You text me some because it's just, I'm curious. Yeah. That's what, in a, so you had an yeah. operation going from your house. Yeah. That's pretty massive. Yeah. It was so a little you, big. Yeah. We were, we had employees you know, catering bands rolling up, so. Yeah, you had catering bands. You had employees with catering bands, yeah. right? Yeah, but we were, you know, we didn't at the time. We were, I think, we we're still trying to find a building. You know, we yeah. didn't have any. We were looking for a place, but we were also, you know, it growing at the same time. So we we're like, well, where are we going to go? Are we going to get a food truck and work out of a? I was talking to commissaries to maybe park the food truck at the commissary and yeah, cater there and. So I was just trying to figure out what to kind of what to do. And yeah, your long-term goal wasn't out. to do it out of your house forever. That wasn't no. long-term. Oh, no. yeah. That person kind of pushed it, but you already had signed the lease yeah. on the, on the restaurant. And right. then, 
when when the restaurant opened, were you planning? Catering was always going to be a big component, and then the restaurant. What hours were you going to be having the restaurant open yeah. at that time? Originally, when we opened up, we were only open uh, even like four days a week in the evening. Okay. You know, because we were trying to get the caterings out first. You know, usually we'll get those out around two or three o'clock in the afternoon, and with the weddings and everything. So, but uh, you know, COVID hit, and we're like, okay, we got to expand our hours now because we don't have a choice. So, yeah, and and then to... I I think in that article that I read from Daniel. You had to make some drastic life measures to make this work, right? Yeah. Yeah. We ended up selling our house. We were on the fence about it, but I, you know, I ended up telling my wife, I was like, we, we got to sell it. We don't have a choice. And then at the time too, um, I got a little bit of inheritance money from my grandmother. And so we poured that into the business. And so we did everything we could to, you know, everything that we had to try to yeah. dump it into the business because uh, the did, PPP loan didn't last us very long, you know, so. But didn't you get an then, apartment near the, didn't you rent an apartment? Yeah. Okay, you moved into an apartment. Yeah, yeah. So, so you changed your life to make this yeah. go, continue to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. we had to, I remember at one point we had a, I think I had a thousand dollars in the bank and a $9,000 payroll. So I was just like, oh, how are we going to do this? You know, how, does, like, how, how do you sleep? Like, is that, do you think your army, <laughs> training helped with that somehow or or with your, your that background do you think that helps too i think so i think so just you know they, they train you to, to to operate on no sleep you know they just drop those fake bombs in the middle of the night get you to wake up and you know play war games at 2 a.m yeah. in the morning and uh yeah don't give and up don't give up that's no that's yeah. and 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 you know that's not for every scenario that's not probably there's certain restaurants where eventually you these people some people yeah. might have to you have but to. But this was something right. that you wanted to. So you did you switch all to to go and all to because because yeah. all your catering business just dried up, right? Yeah, yeah. All the venues shut down, so we were forced to pretty much forced to um, to just we had to close our dining rooms. And thankfully, I had just gotten set up on Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub. You know, because if we would have waited, all those guys, their support teams were overflowed with uh, oh. restaurants trying to get on the platform. So it was taking, if you wanted to get on DoorDash around that time, it was going to take three months, they said, because they didn't have the tech support staff ready and trained to onboard all these guys. Onboard, so I was yeah. like, oh, hallelujah. So we were we were still doing, I think, 25000 a week and just to-go orders. So we just had drivers, you know, coming in nonstop. And we tried to, we had access to, you know, TP and bleach and all this stuff that people wanted. So we turned our dining room into a little uh, kind of grocery store. And I just reached out to the community and asked them, Hey, what do y'all need? I mean, I can get potatoes. I can get people said they couldn't get potatoes even. So I know I remember. And the U S foods and Benny Keith had it all, but they just couldn't get it to the stores because the stores didn't have the staff to put it on the shelves. So I was like, Oh, I just turned my dining room into a grocery store. So, Oh, that's so smart. Oh, that's so, did you I have know. to, did, were they able to deliver at least to your restaurant or did you have to go pick it up at yeah. their warehouse? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, no, they were still delivering. Such a weird time. It's still it's kind of foggy for yeah. a lot of people to even remember what that was like and what that panic was. I remember going to a grocery store and only being able to buy one pound of meat. I had like five different kinds of meats yeah. and stuff, and then they're like, "No, you could only take one." Like I had to choose one yeah. of them. But it's yeah, it was a weird, weird time. So luckily, yeah, uh, all that timing is perfect because if you didn't get on, if you weren't connected to all those um, those delivery services, oh, you would have been sunk. Nope. Yeah. it would have been a lot Cause, harder yeah because we're we're not in the greatest of areas so we don't have a lot of foot traffic we do so much catering so we have a bigger building and the rent's cheap so you know because it's not in a prime location can you explain so where, that, was, that was my next question is where where are you located yeah. what, what what is that place like what's that area like 
Eh, well, we're in we're in kind of the southern southern part of North Richland Hills, and it's not the greatest of areas. You know, there's, there's a lot of a lot of crime. You know, a lot. Of, we're kind of in a we're kind of in the hood of North Richland Hills. So okay. But I was hoping that we could kind of revamp it a little bit, and you know, once we moved in, and but we're right down the road from a Richland Hills Police Department. So there's cops that roll up and down here all the time. And I think they, everybody pretty much knows not to mess with us. I'm sure you heard about the sign on the, on the front door. So yeah, the, we've got yeah, a gun friendly sign, sign. notorious, <laughs> notorious gun friendly sign on the front door. And I like to think that it's, you know, kept people from, you know, we've only had one break in and that guy was pretty ballsy. So hey. I like to think that it kept most people, at least made them think twice you mm-hmm. know, before. And, and if, 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 if so. simply a sign does that, that's all right with me. I yeah. think that's yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it's kind of nice. And it's so is how far away are you from Dallas proper? Dallas from Dallas? Yeah. Uh, we're right in the mid cities area. So we're smack dab in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth, which makes okay. it great for catering too. So we can okay. Yeah. So that's literally in the middle. They call it mid cities. Okay. Bedford, Euless, Hearst area. Once things started to open up again and the catering. Did that just flip, did that just transition back to it, or did that take time to kind of build that catering back up? It still took time because the people were still hesitant to travel. You know, somebody's grandparents that lived out of state didn't want to. They were still hesitant to travel, and yeah. so the weddings were smaller. There was no, you know, we used to have three hundred, four hundred person weddings, and now they're, you know, at that time they were fifty to a hundred, yeah. and it might be in somebody's backyard instead of a venue. People either didn't have the money or drain their savings trying to stay afloat themselves and so yeah it was a mess there for a little while when did you start seeing things coming back to normal or feel like things were back to normal probably the i'd say the next year even 2021 maybe even 22 last year we did you know we catered 500 weddings and they called it the wedding boom year because everybody that postponed their wedding off yeah you know, pushed it off for a while so last year they predicted it was going to be a wedding boom year and sure enough we did a the most weddings we've ever done so it was i bet that's the most challenge any barbecue joint did <laughs> oh you think i do think there's another barbecue joint yeah. that did more than 500 weddings last year no pretty much everybody in this area they know that i they i got a couple of guys that call me the king of barbecue catering so you know it feels good but, but yeah it's a it's a lot of work you got to have a lot of staff a lot of equipment a lot of you know like we've got warm tons of warmers you gotta have a lot of smokers you gotta have a lot of space storage space everything it takes a lot to do to cater at you know high volumes you have to have people that you trust so, that can yeah. help manage those those details of the business too and you have our and so when did yeah. the, and then the restaurant re, is reopened so there's that there's that component too right yeah so it's and you, you know we get a lot of good referrals from catering weddings we ended up the dj at a at a wedding worked for american airlines and yeah. then we ended up catering American Airlines for Thanksgiving and Christmas one year because the DJ loved our food. He, he came up to me and said, hey, can you all cater 1,400 people Thanksgiving and then do it again on Christmas? We were like, heck yeah, we can. Let's let's do it. So it turned into a nice little, yeah. nice little uh, holiday invoice. So yeah, we're, definitely. You never know who you're going to meet you know, at a wedding. I, we've done some events. I think uh, Ted Nugent was at one of the events we did. And So what's the biggest event that you've done? 1,400 people? Or? <laughs> that 1,400 person was probably pretty big. We did two event, two 900 person events in one day. So that, oh, gosh. it's not, the, not one event, but 
and you know that was that was a pretty big event but yeah i think so far it was probably the single event was probably right. that 1400 over at american airlines of course we run the food truck all the time and those those are pretty yeah. big events too so if someone is watching this now or they know someone's watching this and they listening listening to this and they know someone that has an event coming up how far in advance do they have to book it with you guys if we're available we'll, we'll definitely try to get there october's a little crazy there's a lot of fall festivals uh the city hall puts on uh fall concerts so we've got i think we've got five or six events this month or in october but other than that yeah we we don't run it all the time we usually just try to bring it out for large events catering in general how how far how far off if, if i had a wedding in november are you still available for weddings like do you or will you always squeeze somebody in is that yeah we can right now we can do up to uh 13 weddings in one day that's our kind of our cutoff <laughs> So we had, and there That's is a Saturday crazy. in October. I know it's wild. We it, ten, last year ten was our cutoff, but this year we bump. Now that we have the new M M&M and M smokers and we've uh, got some new warmers, we we're like, all right, let's try to let's bump it up to thirteen. We think we could do thirteen. So that's our max. And there is one Saturday where we have thirteen, and we've already uh, there's what Saturday in October where we have thirteen weddings, and we've already turned people away because we're at our cap. So we we could have done you know fifteen or even twenty. I don't know how many we. How many people That's we turned phenomenal. away that day, but, but yeah, it's we try not to turn people away just because you know the the venues refer us or the a lot of other wedding venues refer us, and we and we want to be able to they get excited to talk to us, so we want to be able to accommodate them at all possible. So, how many briskets are you, like say for a, when you have 13, 13 weddings coming up that weekend? How many briskets will you be cooking with the restaurant briskets too? How many total do you think you'll be cooking roughly? Probably that that week is probably gonna be. I'd say 150 ish, something like that. Yeah. So, and we we can get almost a hundred briskets on one of those M M&M and M rotisseries, and with the four. So yeah, an M M&M and M two thousand can hold up to a hundred briskets. Yeah, wow. I think it's ninety ninety six to a hundred. Depends on the size of them. So okay, we had some larger ones that we were able to get about ninety six on there. And, so you have four of those. Um, we have four of those M and Ms. <laughs> yeah. So we're dedicating. We have two of them that were saved. They were using just for brisket. One for pork and one for poultry. That's kind of how we we keep okay. them all separated that way, so that way we can can know kind of what always know what's on what. Yeah. And you have three eight uh, one thousands from AJ, right? Offsets. Yeah, I can't use those. Two of them are offsite, and then the one is over at AJ's. The city's been a stickler about the the size of my enclosure, so that's why we had to go with the rotisseries. Just because uh. if I expand, if I use too much square footage. I'm kind of maxed out. They said if I go any bigger, I got to put in sprinklers. Okay. And that's a $50,000 expense that I don't want to spend. So they said they bent over or they bent the rules or whatever. They said they, they did everything. Adjust, they adjusted. Pushed the limits. I think, <laughs> yeah. They said we we pushed the limits on allowing you to expand this enclosure as, as much as you're doing now and don't go any bigger. So I said, okay, it's fine. So we did the, I didn't have enough room to get, you know, eight, you know, offsets back there. Yeah. So. And then, you know, I can only get 50, about 50 briskets on one of those offsets. So one of those M&Ms is equivalent to two of the thousand gallon offsets. So it, yeah. and they take up less space. And they hold temporarily well too, right? Yeah. They're a lot more controlled. You know, in the past we've had guys that, you know, they just, they don't want to check the pit that often. So they'll load it up to 300, or, you know, bring it up to 300 degrees and wait on it to drop to 170 before they check it again. And I'm just no you know just <laughs> i want to uh, i want to smack them i'm like that's not how you do it you can control things a little bit better i was wondering why you got yeah. four of those pits if you already had all these but it makes sense the city and cities are you know notorious across the united states for 
being stickers yeah. for a lot of different things. So that's okay. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. So that can, so these can hold you off and make it work for, especially too, with the holiday season coming up, you should be really oh, yeah. busy. This is. Oh yeah. We've never done whole turkeys just because we didn't have the space, but I'm going to think about it this year for sure. Cause man, I don't know. Four of these rotisseries full of, I'd love to see them full of, uh, you know, whole turkeys. That'd be, that'd be yeah. a sight for sure. Mike over is... at Eminem would love that. Yeah, he would. Yeah, they would. They would definitely. They would definitely figure out a way to use that that video footage. That's really cool. Uh -huh. That's that. Oh, this is this is really interesting. So then, if someone's let's yeah. talk about just the catering part, then let's talk about the restaurant. So catering yeah. wise, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? And do you send them? Do you have lots of different packages? And typically, we just do just straight barbecue right now. But I just hired a chef, so we are trying to expand our catering offerings. Maybe do some you know some ribeyes or some some nicer you know some because there's a lot of i guess fancier venues in dallas that don't usually bring in barbecue okay you know so they we'd like to get on their their radar as well i don't you know because almost everybody it's like they they pick the venue first and then they pick their caterer so when they reach out to us if they don't like what we have to offer they're going to go to you know they're going to go to somebody else so mm -hmm. we want to have more than just we do want to have more than just barbecue. It would be on the catering side, just that so we could do. We're already kind of doing, you know, Tex-Mex if they want to do tacos or we've done a burger bar before. We've done a loaded potato bar. We've done, you know, whatever they kind of whatever they want. We try to we try to make it happen. So you guys cut brisket on site usually. Yeah, we always always cut it on site just to just because I mean, it just we have people that come up to us and so they look at it like, what is that? And they're from California or Canada. I was like, you don't know what a, are you seriously don't know what a brisket is? And they're like, yeah, I've never, never seen that. Not like that. So, I, back when I was a kid, I never, like going back yeah, when I was I younger just, before. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would have been in awe of what I, yeah. Definitely. yeah. Like, and then also too, like it's, it's fresher, but also it's, it's presentation. It's, it's part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And portion control too. Cause True. people will, you put brisket out, they're going to take, they're going to take a pound, mm -hmm. you know, some of them will. Oh yeah. So it's, it, if you slice it in front of them. You can portion control it. You keep it at its, you know, maximum juiciness, and yeah. you know, and it's a, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. So that's smart. All yeah, it's sure. all the all three of those things. And then, so are people? Yeah. When people call though, are they kind of do most? Because most people aren't having things catered all the time. You they call you and you'll give them a quote and you'll walk them through how to order properly for their group. Say they have a hundred people or eight right. or three hundred. You'll kind yeah. of say this is this is a, the percentage of proteins that you need and. Cause it's, yeah. it's a lot of people don't think that way. Well, we just send them a questionnaire and find out, you know, if they need, if they need staffing or, you know, if they need to bus tables, if they need desserts, if they need plates, if they, you know, what are the kind of, are they renting dinnerware or, you know, and just what are the venues requirements? Cause some venues require that the staff stay all night long or does the caterer stay all night long. And we've partnered up with a baker to make all of our desserts. So we Ooh. buy them wholesale from her. And then she supplies our restaurant and our catering side with desserts. So that's that's worked out pretty nice too because we don't have the we have the oven space, but it's that's a that's a whole another. That's a whole I don't other really want to. <laughs> I don't want to get into baking. I mean, we, when we order rolls, we're on a busy week. We're four. I mean, four thousand rolls at least. You know, so there's no way I'm going to try have the time to bake four thousand rolls. Oh, that's like to be to yeah. be like a, a a fly on the wall of your operation if you're not familiar with it. It must be overwhelming other times like do you feel steady all the time or is that something or other times we're like oh my gosh this thing's like a beast yeah this is our busy season right now this you know october is when everybody 
when everybody wants that fall wedding and you know they it's cooler it's not hot nobody wants their you know grandma sitting out 110 degree heat in the texas we actually had a old you know an older lady pass out you know fall oh. at a you know in a wedding because she was out in 110 yeah. 100 degree heat and i was like why why would you have her why would you have oh, her outside so you know ceremony so so you send a questionnaire and that that helps out yeah. like once they've written you back with that information or given you the information it, it it'll be yeah. clear to you guys what and you guys you guys can you guys do staffing obviously but do you guys have like the dinnerware plateware all that stuff like can you provide all that stuff we've got some kind of fancy plastic dinnerware that yeah, you know right. it's got gold gold trim or gold or uh, rose gold you know kind of look or silver and it looks we've had people ask us you know can we you know can we throw this away because they thought it was like hey a reusable plastic they didn't know it was the disposable plastic so we're like oh yeah throw it away so <laughs> and that saves people money a lot of times because when you're renting real dinnerware you have to have a lot of staff to you know because you have to scrape them on site and then repack them up yeah, and it's yeah, just a yeah it's a that's a lot so a lot of people don't want to they don't want to deal with that so yeah are you are you are you going to these events a lot are you are you staying at the oh, restaurant no. okay yeah Currently, I guess uh, maintenance man, plumber, electrician, uh, inventory—you name it. You know, just kind of whatever's people bring me stuff that's broken all the time, and pretty much kind of fill in as, as as needed. Yeah, yeah. I'll do some welding here and there. You know, somebody, one of the guys, one of the construction guys, ran into my gate, so I had to break out the welder and <laughs> and uh, do a little how to weld that thing back on, and uh, had a drain uh, back to restaurant problems i had a you know a, a drain that backs up and water lines you know will leak and toilets you know we need their all their yeah. parts replaced because they're running and it's like every day something yeah you know, they say more money more problems it's you know it's more, more equipment more problems because <laughs> i've got heat compressors going out in fridges and heating elements going out in warmers and it's yeah crazy crazy yeah. Well, so what's what are the hours for the restaurant? Yeah, eleven to eight, Tuesday through Saturday, and then eleven to three on Sunday. Okay. They're closed on Mondays. That's kind of my recovery, kind of recovery day, restock, and that's when we get our truck in and trimming briskets and getting ready for getting ready for the week and all that fun stuff. So. How how busy is the restaurant, or how busy has it been? Pretty busy. Yeah, here lately, it's it's kind of slow. I don't know if you read Daniel's article. A lot of a lot of barbecue joints oh, yeah. right now are down. You know, 20, about 20%. That's pretty accurate. So I think it's the heat, you know, even uh, my U.S. Foods rep said he came out and he said, yeah, I didn't want brisket because it was just, he said, I love your brisket, but it's too hot. I just wanted to get a turkey sandwich, you know, and yeah, because it's lighter. And so it's just so hot here that nobody, nobody wants to go out and fill their bellies, you know, full of barbecue. And yeah, it's, and been, hot. it's been hot yeah. prices and brisket prices. Yeah, that's they're so all high. And how do you deal with that on the catering side? I guess you offset it. It's easier to offset it on the catering side, probably. Yeah, kind of. Because, you you know, you lock in a contract several yeah. months out. We do have a clause in our contract that says if it goes up over a certain amount, okay, we can renegotiate or, or replace the, you know, replace that protein with another protein. And just because, you know, during COVID, it went up over $6 a pound, six fifty a pound. And we took a big hit there because, you know, we... We estimate, I think we estimated, we estimate the high cost of brisket when we quote the the weddings, you know, kind of what the maximum we think is going to go to. And 
just to protect us. Yeah. And uh, so now we've, you know, we've kind of bumped that up to about $6 a pound. And if it goes over six, then we, we usually call them and be like, all right, you know, something. Were they okay with that? Yeah. Or they, okay. They... yeah. And a lot of times I could just say, Hey, it's going to be another, you know, for this brisket, it's going to be, it's going to be more expensive or we can downgrade to a high choice brisket or something else. That okay. Gotcha. We don't necessarily have to remove the brisket, but just to keep us under that. You know, yeah, you figure out a that. way, but it's just it's yeah. it's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. Yeah, I know I talked to Arnis um, a couple of shows ago, and it was just hearing it come from him. And you know, and Arnis, they've you know, Evie Mays has had a lot of accolades, and I yeah. think in people's mind, people just think everyone's just killing it and everyone's selling out, and everyone yeah. on social media shows their best side of every for everything in life. And uh, yeah. you know, it's just it's it's been a challenge, and so it's but. Yeah. I, but I, you know, I could, what's what's your favorite thing? Like, what right now? What's your favorite thing to order at your restaurant? Like, what would you want? But how what would be a perfect platter or perfect meal for someone mm-hmm. if if I came in or if someone came in? I mean, this good stock brisket that we're using, it is. I mean, it is really good. I usually I'll just get a brisket sandwich. You know, just trying to trying to watch my 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 figure a little right. bit. So yeah, we're all getting old. But it's just <laughs> man, it's just so good. It's hard. I mean, it's. You know, we've, we've used, we've gone through probably a dozen briskets since we opened trying to find the right one. And I know a lot of other barbecue joints have, you know, have certain locks, you know, on other yeah. briskets where we can't even touch them. And so once we, uh, and I blew, you know, I blew these guys off for a little while because we were using Open Prairie. I don't know if you heard of it. We were using oh, yeah. that for a little while and, and uh, I liked it. And then, so when the Nolan Ryan guy came out, I just kind of said, no, I'm happy with my brisket. I don't, you know. I'm not going to change, you know, it's kind of just didn't want to waste his time or my time. And, but then, you know, we started having troubles getting the brisket. Tyson's having issues apparently. And Hutchins I hear is, you know, they told me Hutchins is buying up all the open prairie. I was like, well, dang, I, I can't get open prairie anymore now. And I called that Nolan Ryan back and or called Rob and that Nolan Ryan beef and said, Hey, do you guys still have any, you know, any capacity for, <clears throat> for my brisket and he said yeah he did he came out and i think at the time i told him we were only doing about 40 40 cases a week and then you know i, I told him i said well now we're doing about 80 and uh, so he's like oh, 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 oh let me make a, let me make a phone call and so he was able to that's the problem is trying to get a really good brisket at you know yeah. high volumes like that 80 cases a week and especially during a busy season it's, it's around 60 maybe when you're slow but i just heard yeah. a lot of, i've heard a, a couple people mention good stock and they good good things yeah. about them yeah it's I, i'm happy with it yeah it's especially on those m&m smokers too it's we get it's more it's smoke here it's i mean just it's got to have that rich beef flavor or, yeah. or i don't even want to i don't want to waste my time with it so it's it crosses all the all the t's that that we're looking for so it's really good are you happy then i mean are you happy that you suck with this like what's what's what do you what's your takeaway from all these years in the restaurant business like it's what have you learned about yourself or learned about the business? That's a good question. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't prepare for that one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, it's probably uh, it's just I can handle a lot. I know that for sure now. You know, it's because it's all it's all on me to mm-hmm. uh, the, all the financial decisions, all the equipment purchases. You know, I gotta. You know, it's it just a lack of sleep, and like you said, alarms going off at two o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm people quitting or there are people stealing or, you know, just yeah. whatever, you know, dealing with staff issues and 
all that drama and the emotions you know it's yeah just and you know people and yeah if people quit you're i'm the guy that's got to go back there and trim you know 600 pounds of brisket overnight because we need it we got to get them on the pit tomorrow you know so it's uh but luckily i have a really good manager too that yeah he he'd be right there with me you know he his name's eric and great guy he he acts like an owner even though he's not, you know, and that's, those guys are hard to find. You know? Yeah, no, it's important to have that because so. they, because when they care enough about it, that's, that's the yeah. big deal. That's the big deal. Well, also it probably tested yeah. your marriage and showed the strength of your marriage because you guys yeah. have been through a lot and that's like, how do you, Yeah, it's, that's not easy. It's just, it's, it's not yeah. even a good day in a marriage. Like it's like, oh, yeah. you know, there's always things. So you, yeah, cause we work together and, you know, and, in the beginning, we hired her sister and her sister's boyfriend, and we ended up having to part ways with them. And just because, you know, for for various reasons, it's yeah. hard to work with family. And so hard, you know, and they, they still haven't reconciled that relationship really. And but uh, so now we really try not to hire family at all. And, and we try not to hire couples, you know, for that reason too. Because if you that's have smart. to let one go, the other one's going to, you know, be bitter about it. So that's really so, good yeah. advice, actually. That's like right that that nugget of advice there. Because I I, yeah. I I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah. Because yeah, and that's yeah, why you don't like that's like people, couples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had several couples where we had to fire one of them, and then the other one, you know, kind of gets bitter, and and then they quit too, or whatever, or just have a bad attitude. You know, so we try not to. Yeah. even go down that route you know so it's there are there any um organizations that you recommend people like for like to donate or to to be a part of or because like, i know you mentioned the first what was the first one that you said had said that you had done some catering uh, for yeah he's with 22 kill but we've partnered up now with uh cowtown warriors here out of oh. fort worth and they do a they do a lot of you know, great work for disabled veterans and you kind of if they need their house remodeled to make it you know ADA compliant or something like that. They'll go in and and just remodel the whole thing. And so we, anytime they anytime they need anything, we're I told them I said my food trucks y'all. You know, we can either we can either bring it out to if you guys are doing a fundraiser, we'll we'll either bring it out to add value to your event by offering you know free food, or we can bring it out and sell barbecue and then donate the proceeds you know to your to your organization. Oh, so we correct. can do it you know one of two ways we've done it both ways where we'll just donate all the food and staff to an event that's charging, you know, a thousand dollar ticket. You know, we did a fishing tournament for American Valor foundation, which is Chris Kyle's uh, parents foundation. And we donated all the food and the staff to that, to that event, which was awesome. And it'll be a part of that. So. Okay. Well, I'll put links to those below. And I think that's a, it's important that people recognize that and, and, you know, there's those organizations still need our help and still need, that's it. And, and and our veterans need our help, big time in this country. It's, it's just it's I know it's a it's criminal. It's just the way I yeah. we could go on. We could have like another hour talking yeah. about about that. But and I, I also like I was gonna say I you know I I, I appreciate your service and I but I truly do. I try, but I also yeah, appreciate your you know everything about what you what you've accomplished. I feel like it's yeah. a test. It's a testament to you know you were in this you were in this service it. And that's also too like that's that's not that's kind of heady at times right. and it gets gets uh, you know nuts at times but it's like you got through that and now yeah. you're uh, the restaurant business like you've taken on three different pretty yeah. monstrous uh, you know jobs and uh, 
you've yeah. uh, that's impressive i'm very impressed with that too yeah so well, thank you yeah, yeah. this has been great is there anything about your company or about you guys or that you that we miss talking about that you want to make sure people recognize or no not that i could think of I think we've covered a lot Cover the catering restaurant all the joys of yeah. you know owning a restaurant and yeah we've you know <clears throat> I have, you know, Dane's Craft Barbecue. He's a really good friend of mine. I think that, you know, just the, there is a true barbecue brotherhood. Uh, we have a Facebook page for uh, where all the restaurant owners, you know, share information and we all chit chat about what's going on in the, in the community, in the barbecue community. And so, you know, and when I was looking for a brisket, uh, I'm friends with Chris at Panther City. You know, I reached out to him and uh, he, he, uh, he sold me one of his open prairie briskets, you know, raw uncooked. And cause I was trying to figure out, oh, really? you know, what brisket I wanted. And he was just gladly, you know, he gladly, you know, sold me one. He's like, here, try this one, you know, and we really like it. And he said, it's the next best thing to wag you. And, you know, and Dane's been over here making sausage with, with me and my staff, you know, kind of showing those guys how to make sausage and he borrows catering equipment from us all the time. And, oh, that's cool. And, uh, I'm going to try to go down there to that barbecue fest and help him out too at the, at the barbecue fest, just so he can, I was hoping he could leave some of his staff at the, you know, at the restaurant in Alito and maybe try to bring in some revenue. And I kind of want to go down there anyway. And I'm friends with, uh, I've met, you know, John yeah. Brotherton and Russell, Russell Regals and all those guys and these classes that I've taken and, down at AM at those barbecue summer camps and all that stuff. So I'd like to kind of touch base with those guys again. But just the, I mean, I don't know how it is everywhere else in Texas, but here in Fort Worth, I mean, we all, we're all rooting for each other. And I think really, it's mostly really cool. that way. Like the, the people mm-hmm. that I talk to, they truly yeah. care about each other. There's like a small group of people that are kind of, you know, standoffish. Yeah. And we all know who those yeah. people are. But, but otherwise, yeah. you know, it's, and they all have the same struggles and same everything. It's just it's at right. different different levels. But uh, I think that it's nice to it's nice to hear that about Dane. Dane's so great. I'm so happy yeah. that they have their their new restaurant coming up. That's killer. Yeah. That's going to be and I've and it's I feel like it's and I mentioned it. I think when I talked to someone last week too. Um, they yeah. he uh like I think he's a, like it's a sleeper restaurant. Like his food is so good across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people don't I'm trying know. to beat him in the in the Cowtown Burger Showdown, but I did. I you know we did that showdown together, and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I got to do to you know that's get hilarious that, get that burger trophy." So when is it? When know. is that? Is it? It it's probably next. I think it's in the spring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we're doing the taco showdown, and then we're doing a burn in. I think we're doing a burn in showdown this next. I think it's next month, and then the the burger showdown. I believe yeah. is in the in the spring so we'll go we'll go back for that and yeah well sounds like you're still like doing fun stuff too which is important that's that's the mental health aspect yeah and that's what i that's what i enjoy doing is getting the food truck out you know get out of the restaurant every now and then because you get so buried and you know fixing stuff and all the mundane you know day-to-day day-to-day stuff so it's nice to be able to get out go these festivals meet you know meet all these other barbecue guys try their barbecue and you know, I meet people. Like I've, been to, I've been to, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been to other barbecue joints and I'm like, wow, this, this is better than mine. I got to step up my game. Uh, you know, I got to find a better brisket because my, you know, that's important. <laughs> no, it's important to know because you know? yeah, if, if you just, yeah. if you just stick in your own lane, then you never know what other people are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they've got different flavors that I like. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty good. I'm gonna have to 
Mm-hmm. I don't ever, I don't like to copy anybody. I like to just kind of take things that I've learned from, you know, uh, different people and yeah. kind of make my own, make my own thing. You know, that's what I've, from these classes that I've taken, you know, I kind of take bits and pieces and every class I, I still, I take a class as much as I can. And I mean, I still learn some little yeah. piece of information. I'm just like, why didn't I think of that? You know, so yeah, well, because someone will share some information with somebody and then they'll share it with somebody else. And so unless you're getting it like through a class or through something else, you, and if you don't know that person, you're never going to get that little tidbit. Right. Of, yeah. And it's and it, right. and, it, and it is like the restaurant business in general. It's always about kind of, you know, keep st- keeping one step ahead of yourself. So that way you, you know, yeah. you're, you know, and you're offering what you want to offer and and you're, you know, you're staying in touch with your company and step with your competition. Yeah. Cause, but it sounds, <laughs> but also too, it's like you're catering. It's what you've, what you've created. And when I, I, I had wanted to talk to you for a long time and I didn't realize your catering was this massive. And then I read Daniel's article yeah. and I'm like, my gosh, this is crazier than I imagined. Like this is, you're yeah. doing something different than anyone else across the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the really? World. Wow. <laughs> I think Jeez. so. I, That's yeah. It. I figured Hutchins and Terry Blacks, I hear a lot about their catering. So I figured they were, you know, I know they're popping out some barbecue. So yeah. Hutchins you know. probably, but but they also probably, they don't, I just haven't read about it. I haven't, talk, I haven't talked to them. I'm sure yeah. Terry Blacks does a lot of catering, but they just, they also yeah. do a lot of business just in general. They're, because their right. hours are crazy too. Like they, and they have their awesome yeah. location that, which is, gets a lot of like the convention center business. And I think they probably do more corporate catering and we do, we do, I'm sure we do more weddings. You know, we've got, True. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of staff that mainly just do, you know, just do focused on the wedding side of it. And we're, like I said, we know all the wedding vendors, all the DJs, all the photographers, all, you know, we're all pretty much a, yeah. you know, we're all a tight family. We all know each other and refer each other. And so that's good. kind of the same, yeah. the same deal. So that's what I've trying to been focused on too, is I want to, me personally, I want to kind of pass off the, this, uh, inventory maintenance i'm gonna hire a maintenance guy that you know knows right. welding and you know and pass that off to somebody else so that i can really kind of boost the the corporate catering side we're That's on smart we've been we've been catering a lot at tcu here lately we got we got on their radar so we oh, just cool. fed the whole football team out there at tcu and <laughs> everybody loved it and that's cool somebody put something on a tcu parents page and now it's you know we're getting several orders oh cool you know a week from tcu so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And there's yeah. a lot of industry coming to Texas and that sort of thing. So there's, there's opportunities that exist in that corporate side. That'll be, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And, and, and who knows oh, like yeah. if, if maybe somebody who watches this, who knows somebody who knows somebody will pass that along. So hopefully uh, you know, yeah. that's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options. And, and, and now that COVID's essentially over or the most, the good, <laughs> the bad part of it was yeah. that, that, that things are opened up. So that way you can actually exist as the company that you should be. So it's with all these investments we made, we're like I said, we're, we're ready to ramp up for a, hopefully a busy catering season and a busy next year. So that's kind of where we're Yeah. Well, people like, you know, that's, I hope they choose set. you as an option because it's, you're ready to go. <laughs> you, and then he knows yep. you could do 13 weddings <laughs> a week, a day. So yeah. That's yep. so hopefully crazy. 15 next year. We'll see. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, and I, and I can't wait to meet you in person once uh, now things get settled with my mom and we get more, uh, yeah. you know, get further along yeah. in, her, in her her healing process. But thank you again for yeah. taking the time and for, you know, yeah. for doing what you're doing. And uh, thank right. you. Bye.